Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome to Claret and Blue. Um, I'm Matt Kendrick and I'm joined by our Aston Villa writer, Ashley Priest. Ash, we've um, we've delayed this um, deliberately. It was going to be me and Dan Dan Rollinson last night post match, but uh, I was still sulking and uh, couldn't be couldn't be trusted. So. Uh, that chance to calm down a little bit. I'm a little <laughs> bit calmer. I'm still, still not not happy, as you can tell. But yeah, we're here to here to dissect. We're here to to lead the inquest, I suppose. Into um, this is this is um, my maths on the back of a fag packet. But 66 years now, I think is that right? 66 years without um, without winning that big trophy. So yeah, a big long intro that is. But just tell us your, your initial thoughts about how it went for Villa yesterday. Really, it was not the players, wasn't you, Matt? You couldn't be, couldn't be bothered yesterday, could you? Couldn't be bothered. That was what, that's what it was, really. The players aren't bothered. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother doing a podcast, forget you. Um, yeah, very bad. Yeah, seven defeats on the spin now in the third round, and a good little draw as well. We had Stoke to look forward to in the following round. The cup run was on, and then, um, just all just all fell apart, didn't it? That final few minutes, it just then Duncan Dawley on the ball summed it up, really. It was, it was half soaked when it they weren't really bothered about it. Um, the game was there for the taking. I've never seen Unai Emery so 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 angry afterwards either. He was he was stunned with what he what, what he witnessed. He wasn't happy with what the players put out against Wolves either, which is quite telling. So yeah, I'd love to be on a fly on the wall today, buddy more. You know, little manager meeting, he'll have all his staff, he'll be effing and jeffing it, a few behind closed doors. But yeah, not good enough. Uh, the fans deserved better yesterday. Very embarrassing. And we we, we left with our towels between our legs. So a shocker, a total shocker. Um, and yeah, it's just Spurs was what a little over a week ago now, and just crazy, just so blue, isn't it? Go and beat Spurs, everything's rosy, it's flying, and then um, a bit of a drab one against Wolves, and then to follow up with Steve and his defeat is is, is shocking. Where, where's it ranked for you, Matt? Bradford, two legs over Bradford, is it, is it one of yeah, the worst I'm in just, Pillars history? I was thinking about this, obviously, obviously, I'm a, a little bit older than you, but I was, I was thinking. Have we been? Have we lost to a lower-ranked team? Um, you know, in my Villa supporting lifetime, and obviously, yeah, the, the the Bradford one was over two legs, and it was with Wembley within within touching distance. Um, we lost at Doncaster, I think, um, mm. under O'Leary a few a few years ago. They were in League One. I think Leighton Orient came and beat us um, at Villa Park under Lambert as well. They were they were in League One at the time. It's just, I think the the thing that got me yesterday was almost, I don't know, a complacency. I think you know, I don't think. Listen, if if, if Stephen had come and were beating us after sixty minutes, you probably have had a chance to come to terms with it a little bit. But yeah. because it, the the team and the stadium just thought it was, even though we played poorly, it was going to be a routine one nil win. We, those last those last five or ten minutes just really shook me to be honest it just I wouldn't say it came from nowhere because I think Stevenage I mean credit credit to them to be fair because they've had the 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 day 
the day of their lives, the, the you know, caused the upset of their lives. I thought their fans were good. Uh, yeah. I thought that they looked the most likely, even when Villa, Villa produced one moment of quality for me all game, and that resulted mm. in the goal. But, you know, they've hit the bar. They've had a, a, a goal ruled off for for offside. They've they've camped in when they've needed to and been very resilient and, and, and made it difficult to, for Villa to find the way through them. So I think, I think they deserve a lot of credit. But for me, and I don't I don't want Deleuze grandeur because I, you don't just turn up and win a, win a football match. But even your reserve your reserve team, or you know three or four first teamers and, and, and your reserve players, should be doing more to hurt your opponents like that. And I just thought it was a real. I don't know. I just think think they underestimated the opposition and just just were, were, they've let us all down really. Yeah, like a training game for me. Itinio trying to. Then one in the top corner every now and again, it's just ballooning everywhere. And yeah, very, very, very laboured, wasn't it? Um, like you say, we would have took, taken that one nil. Okay, it was, it was scrappy, but the, the, the last few moments summed it all up. And I, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with the, with the lineup. I really didn't. People, I know hindsight's a good thing, but there's more than enough there to beat to beat League Two Stevenage for me. So the manager got got some pelters afterwards for not going as strong as possible. But players need a bit of game time. You Coutinho's. It's their, 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 their points are proved now, but they've, they failed miserably, didn't they? Really, I think only Sanson really came out of it with any any decent um, any decency, really. So yeah, the, the, the lineup was strong strong enough for me. It's just down to mentality, and it, has that been a has has that been an issue now for a while? And is that honeymoon period over when a new manager comes? You see him all running through walls for him, as they have as I have done. But Emery mentioned yesterday, I've been here two months now. Are we seeing the true colours? Based on what we've seen there, a bit of complacency, as you said, um, that mentality, that culture, it's 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 not good. And today, the, the debrief has recruitment been good enough? The recruitments and the playing the, the, the players that are there has that been good enough? Question marks again. There's plenty plenty there on that team sheet yesterday. Over 130 million pounds worth of players there, and the, they can't beat Stevenage. It says a lot. Can I um, tell you one one of my one of my old man theories. And I think if you think about all the effort and all the money and all the time that goes into every aspect of fine-tuning footballers now, so Bodymore Heath, you know, had to make the big, the benches bigger, the dugouts bigger at, at, at Villa Park, haven't we? Because of the, the amount of backroom yeah. staff that you've got. You've got your nutritionists, you've got your analysts, you've got your set-piece coaches, you've got all these roles. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because if the, if the football club can afford these things because they're getting vast riches from the, the Premier League broadcasting pot every year, use them best you can. But they do all these things, you know, the kind of bleak tests, the heart monitors and, and all of this. Yet, are reserve team players is enough done to keep them competitive to 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 kind of almost get the rust off them basically and it probably is like a a man stuck in the past to say that they should bring back the the central central league reserve team league and stuff but what are they you know if you're if you're being if you're you're having thought you know i'm not not saying they don't work hard in training of course they do and i'm sure they have a high intensity level of training. But if you're coming in and you're playing three or four times a season, but you're being expected to play this kind of Emery ball, kind of real kind of possession-based football, even from the back, and you're playing against a team, listen, Stevenage are however many places below Villa in the, in the pyramid, what, 70 places, whatever whatever it might be. Yeah. But they're at it. They're, you know, 
they're towards the top of their division. They're playing competitively every every week. They're playing the game of their lives. And I just don't know whether enough is done. You know, I know Villa have been behind closed doors games and stuff like that, but I think it's quite an ask to go from doing, you know, from training to playing competitively like that. I just wonder if, should, if, if there should be a system. I don't know what it is. I don't know how, you know, you can't just can't just re- revamp the reserve team system because Villa have been knocked out of a cup competition. But I just feel that that, you know, you might say that Santa was probably probably one of Villa's brightest players. So that, that would probably blow explode the the argument I've just had but I just I don't know I, I find it find it really really weird because to me it's two cup competitions now where we've blown the chance to to progress um and without turning this into too long a rant I don't blame Emery for for picking the team that he did but I equally don't think that Emery can escape criticism for this, because we could see at half time that yes, Villa were winning one nil through a really well taken goal, but yeah. you could also see that it was a very flat, lackluster performance. Now he saw that against Wolves, and it was like night and day against Wolves. We we woke up in the second half and probably should have gone on and win that game. I didn't see that second half against Stevenage. I just thought, oh, we got one, we got a goal. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Like I say, I'm, I, it's still a bit raw for me because. I'm a massive, massive fan of the FA Cup. And, you know, I wouldn't say, I mean, I'm not as old as I look. So I've hopefully still got a few more years left on the planet. But I'm almost kind of measure my <laughs> measure my life expectancy now. Will I live long enough to see Villa win the FA Cup? And unless they freeze me and then, then, then reawaken me in 200 years, I'm not sure I will. You still there? Have I bored you into submission? <laughs> No, I just think I think you're making excuses for the players there. It's got to come from, from within for me. Um, Leon Bailey still start, he starts Premier League games. He started yesterday. Danny Ings started yesterday after his goal in midweek. I'm just going through the team. Coutinho, come on, it's got to come from within. It was just just labour for me. I think you're making excuses for the players there. There wasn't really a standard setter on the pitch, so maybe that was his that was Emery's excuse. Maybe throw, throw your Martinez in, or your Ashley Young, or your Toro Mings, just to just to maintain that standard. Because um, a lot of them just just weren't up to, weren't up to it really. Though that that second goal at the end summed it up. Had miles off it, wouldn't they? That pretty pretty embarrassing the way that that, that manoeuvred it, like so. So yeah, um, I think it's got to come from from within. It's got to be got to be the player. You got to got to dig in a bit more, and it's down to that character, down to that mentality. And I don't I don't think a few of the players have that, and I think that's what surprised them the most, really. Um, and maybe he alluded to it afterwards, maybe to. A bigger job than what 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 he first envisaged, really. Um, and he said the players, yeah, they've been they've been great up until now, but that's expected. It's a new manager bounce. They all want they all want to come in and impress him. Now they've done now they've done done well at the start. They've taken the foot off the gas a little bit, and the the, the cruising and got found out yesterday. Almost almost got found out in the week as well against Wolves. So uh, we need a big big reaction on um, on Friday now. Just in the photo here, but yeah. FA Cup one, one of my favourite ones. That's all when we're there. That's Back in two thousand. Two thousand, yeah. So yeah, it's we have to wait. I don't know whether I'll be there again for an FA Cup final, but yeah, like you say, big opportunity miss Matt and yeah, I'm what I love the cups as well, both of them, but they've tossed them away this year. Do you think the um 
you mentioned recruitment a, a while ago before I went off on one of my kind of um, standard ranty monologues. But do you think that the quality, if you scratch, if you scratch beneath the first eleven, the first first thirteen, do you do you think it's not there? Um, possibly, yeah. Possibly, maybe we've, we've believed the hype again, as I did in the summer, and it all, all unravelled then. Are the players up to it? Recent results will tell you this, they are, given is it 10 points out of the possible 15. They've, they've really done okay in that sense. But it's, it's okay doing it against the, the bigger teams and when you, you're soaking up the pressure. The emphasis is on the opposition team because they're higher in the table. You're in your man news, your Brightons, Tottenham's. It was a, a containing job and they did well on the break and they was really tuned into what tactically what Emery was saying. But against the lower sides now, we're going to find out a lot more about Villa. Wolves, 19th in the table. Villa struggled. They did. Stevenage, 59 places below them. They struggled yesterday to impose themselves. They couldn't break them down. It's all passing side to side. No one's really willing to thread a killer ball in or really go at them. So we've got Leeds coming up now, Friday. Southampton after that. It's the sides below you. You need to need to try and blow away and build that momentum, get get that confidence back amongst the group. So like you say, it's all, all well and good doing it against that containing job against sides above you. See these teams below you need to pick up points and win games. And um can they go that and, and, and do that? Just got to look at that mentality-wise. Is, is this squad good enough? Question marks, isn't it, really, given what we've seen over the last couple of weeks? But um, I'm sure Emery's... I, th- I think we'll, we'll see at least three three players come in, no matter, in this in this window. Emery will have his, his first chance to shape his squad. A few players players will leave as well. So, yeah, I think I think Emery wants to put his own stamp on this on his team and his squad. So, So, we'll see. Just looking at some of the comments, Reese Webb saying we need a proper winger. Bailey is too hit and miss. I mean, being hit and miss is normally a winger's prerogative, isn't it? You know, kind of blow, blowing hot or cold. Um, obviously, he's been the man in the spotlight in the last couple of home games. The the, the last minute, um, the last minute wasted chance against Wolves, and you know, he was he wasn't alone in being poor, but he he was pretty poor yesterday, considering that you'd expect his quality to shine through against against lower league opposition. What what what's your ad? You some more patch? I don't know. He's a real enigma, isn't he? Really? Yeah, his confidence was shut to bits yesterday. He just kept slipping over. He just weren't his day. I'm surprised he lasted the ninety minutes. I'm surprised Emery kept him on. I really was. Um, previous, I've, I've liked him previously. He's got his goal against Manu. He's been been that little bit of a game changer. He's got something many haven't got a bit of, a bit of pace, that lightning speed. But um, it's what he does with it. Um, it's a funny we can we can debate all day in terms of goals and assists. He's got more than Buendia. Buendia costs a lot a lot more money than him. Um, but yeah, just that consistency, isn't it? It's a lot. That's what happens with wingers. Funny that it's interesting that Amy's put him up front now with, with Watkins as, as, a, as a striker as opposed to that winger. Um, yeah, a lot of money on Bailey hasn't really cracked it yet. Yeah, hit and miss, isn't it? It's just I think I think. It's just too much hit and miss for me. One week he's okay and looking like he's the only player that's going to do something, and the next he's he's pretty 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 hopeless as he was yesterday. So, yeah, your take on him, Bailey? Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think the. I don't think I said this against the after the Wolves the Wolves game. I don't think it particularly works well when him and him and Cash are down the same flank because the the beauty of Cash going forward is that he likes to kind of gallop into those into those spaces. Um, and receive the ball on the overlap 
Bailey doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really feed in the ball ball on the overlap. Um, so I don't know. I don't I don't want to write him off because he's clearly got clearly got some magic in his boots. And I know we've all seen the uh, we put we've all seen the the show reels from from when he signed from you know from what he did in the Bundesliga. So the quality's there. I don't know whether I don't know. He just frustrates the hell out of me, and I think. You know, but people have heard me say the same against the previous about the previous winkers that you know Trezeguet will blow hot and cold and El Ghaz will blow hot and cold. Uh, but you know, some of the when he when he gets the ball in dangerous areas, how often do you expect him to deliver? And I, I when we first signed him, I expected him to, to deliver consistently. Now I'm surprised if he delivers a quality ball into the box that somebody can get on the end of, or if he if he gets a shot away that's gonna, gonna trouble the goalkeeper. And I think for all all the tricks and flicks, I think I think we need we need a lot more more from him. Um a thing that thing that um and again this might be me being a bit naive or ignorant, but another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What I don't get, and I, I take your point that the first 11 that he put out there should have been strong enough to, to see off Stevenage, but... If Bailey's a regular starter for you, and Cash is a regular starter for you, um, who else? Who else played? Who else started? Who, who's regular? Douglas Louise. 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 If you can play them, and Bailey particularly got ninety, I think he did, didn't he? he got the whole ninety. Yeah. Why? Aren't, why can't you play the others? Why can't yeah. you? Because they're going to play potentially. Well, they might not now after that, but they're going to play. Play. Six days later, five days later, on a Friday night, I just don't, I can't understand it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned that point. Yeah, why not just chuck them all in? Go again. Um, I suppose you, you listen. You're increasing the risk of getting more injuries, and I think Cash went down, didn't he, with with an injury? Um, yeah. So yeah, I just I don't know. I, I've said this when 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 Emery first joined Ash, and I, I stick by this, and I think the calibre manager that we've got in him, I think we really. So lucky to have him, Raston Villa. So we should be able to attract attract managers of a high caliber. But his CV shows that he can turn a club and turn a squad around. Um, we've seen enough glimpses, certainly in the league form, to suggest that he can come up with a way of play, playing that can can win football matches. So when he first arrived, I said, "Listen, we've got to hold our nerve. There's going to be some real." kind of bumps in the road where things aren't going to go well and we're going to be disappointed and we're going to be frustrated. The United game at Old Trafford was one. This one is another one. So I'm not going to kind of veer from, you know, let's 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 hound let's let's hound Emery and give him a kick in and stuff like that. But equally I can't I can't completely excuse him of that because he knows and he said so at his his presser and his pedigree shows that his cup competitions are where he's at, albeit the yeah. European ones rather than the domestic ones normally. But we ain't going to get into the European ones unless he, unless we have some success in the domestic cups or we, we fly out that league. So 
I'm just a little bit frustrated that he couldn't have spotted the malaise, or if he did, he couldn't have fixed that a bit sooner. Because you know, some of the some of the approach play, it was so there was a, there was a passenger play second half kicking towards the halt end where I reckon we must have had the ball for about three minutes. Yeah, yeah, and we did absolutely sod all with it. And you know, yeah. I just think you've got to be you've got to force the issue. A little bit more. If you've got yeah. that quality, if you have got that, that that quality, which you should have if you're three divisions above a team, you've got to try and work, you know, even if they're resolute and sat in, you've got to try and move them around. Yeah. You've got to do things quicker. You know, it was um like you said, like Coutinho was full of his full of his, his flicks and tricks and his, his party piece of trying to bend it in the top corner. I'm not sure one of the one of those chances came within six feet of the goal. Um, I don't know. I'm just like I say. I'm just. I'm in danger of becoming ranty old man again because it's just. It really, really frustrates me. You know, it's another year, another year wasted in terms of winning anything. Yeah, I know. I know. And um, yeah, yeah. Not not, not nice, Matt. Like you say, it should have been a an, an easy easy stroll in the park yesterday. It really should have been. And um, don't know more to say really. Yeah, I don't think Emery's. He needs to see the players, doesn't he? You can see him at Body Reef and, and whatnot, but he needs to, he's giving them their chance yesterday and they failed him. The majority failed him. Katina's been itching for a game. Uh, Dendonka needs, needs some game time. They just failed him yesterday. Um, not, not having that leader on the pitch. Danny Ings being captain. He's never a captain. I think I'd, I'd have had one of them leaders on the pitch just to make sure, get the job done. Get Tyra Ming starting or something, or William Martin is in goal, right? Even Ashley Young, get, 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 him, get him in there and Barking, saying, this ain't good enough, lads. Come on, step up. And we didn't have one of them in the team yesterday. I'm going through the team sheet now. Yeah, it's down to a character thing. It's got to come from within the players. And they failed the manager yesterday for me. Um, and like you say, they give them their chance and they didn't do it. Without um, without wishing to open up too many wounds from from yesterday, what? Um, let's just have a little look. Not a, well, Let's have a little chat about, about the the goals then. Um, first of all, the Villa goal. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was well worked and, and well finished. I thought it came out of nowhere, really. So I don't think we ever really put. When I say concerted pressure, we had a lot of the ball, but I don't think we ever kind of battered down their goal. I don't know what the stats said about shots on target, but I don't think their their keeper was. You know, I think he had a quieter afternoon than he was probably probably expecting. Um, what did you think about the Villa goal? Yeah, the, the only time they moved it quickly, they was in and scored. So yeah, the, all one touch, two touch. Touch stuff and it opened it up and Santon finished pretty well. First goal for Villa, um, good finish and like you say, fewer touches, moving it quickly. That's what happens. You can find them gaps and that's that's what Villa didn't do after that. They, they were taking too many touches. They were like you say, strolling around like a training game. They were trying flicks and tricks and yeah, it was to go and get the job done. Move it quickly, bit of tempo. Didn't see that after that, but good goal from Santon. Um, so the, Sans- the Sanson things. <laughs> You know, if he does leave, which we think probably be January or, or in the summer, yeah. you know, somebody says, well, you know, what was it like at Villa? Was it com-? So, no, no, and it, was, it wasn't completely wasted. I scored a consolation goal in a in a in a in an FA Cup humiliation against a, a team from some seventy places below. So it, I felt felt for him. You know, he actually kind of I wouldn't say milked it. He didn't quite do the El Ghazi kind of uh, <laughs> giving it the big enough to the Penenka at, uh, at Barrow. 
But I think he blew kisses to all four cor- all, all four corners of the. Uh, yeah, he was loving it. Was all all, yeah. all four uh, stands at Villa Park. So I, I thought that could have been his moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the I think the the Dendonka one. Who do you blame there? Do you blame Olsen or do you blame Dendonka or a combination of the two? It's got, yeah, sitting on the fence, I blame the combination of the two, but don't, don't, it's got to be Dendonka. Got to be. Olsen's pass is fine into Dendonka. Um, he's just, he's just, yeah, sleeping. He's he, he coming, coming showed for it, and then he's just sloppy, very sloppy. Um, I'm blaming Dendonka there. Got to be better on the ball. Um, seeing the game out, um, yeah, too slow. And yeah, like you say, he was away. Oh, he was away with the fairies, then Dunker. Can't be blaming Olsen for that. He was crisp pass into his feet. Um, like you say, looking back, just get rid, don't you? Hoof it up the pitch and, and see how we go. But then Dunker, yeah. Um lacks lapped in concentration. He has that in his game. Concentration goes goes missing for a bit. And yeah. Shocking. I thought that, Shocking. that was the that was the one that obviously gifted them the way back in. And then after that, honestly, I mean you could see that Stevenage had the tails up. Um, you know that uh, their chairman must have been a bit annoyed that they didn't kind of see out the draw then and get get yeah, you know man. get the cash tills registered, you know cash tills going for the for the replay. But I don't know, mate. You 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 give me your like I said. I don't don't want to go on about it too much because we've all seen it with our own eyes. But you you give me your take on that on that corner. Yeah. Yes, I've seen it many a time with the cat and fiddle. Um, yeah, get out to. I don't think you do that. I don't think I don't think the cat and fiddler do that. I think you'd all no. be even if you'd all had ten points the night before. I think you'd all be switched on to know just basics. It's it is, just absolute basics. Um, I don't know. Then I think Watkins is the first one to react too late, and then he just kind of dangles a leg, doesn't really make an effort to to stop it, and then it goes in at the near post, and Olsen's caught. You know, caught napping as well, and I don't think I. You know, I thought I thought that the defeat was deserved. I thought I thought yeah. Stevenage deserved the win, and, and Villa Villa got what we got. What we deserved. Yeah, it was comical, wasn't it? Really, the last five minutes, it really was. Steve Evans was quite good afterwards. Um, you just said, yeah. As soon as that, that first goal went in, Villa Villa went back. There was fear in the faces, and it was camped in for that corner. I think it was Brendan give the ball away cheaply, led to the corner. And Villa, I think, I think nearly all the players were in the six-yard box, expecting a, a ball into the box, and then and Evan said to his his player Campbell, "Go and get it, you got it." And then Raw put it in, and Villa got what they, they deserved. Matt, as you said, yeah, totally got what they deserved, and um, yeah, just embarrassing. I saw um, I saw a quote. I think it was on Football Focus on Saturday afternoon from uh, Gianluca Vialli, God God rest his soul, saying that um. There's no, there's no such things as losses. You either, you either win or you learn. Um, and I tweeted, awesome. something, I tweeted something stupid like afterwards. Like, so I remember when I used to play Sunday League and was on a kind of ten game learning run. Um, <laughs> and I think, listen, it's it's scant consolation at the moment because you know we all wanted to, a trip to Stoke in the next round. It's not too far away, just up the M6, and that had been a decent one. And with respect to Stoke. A, a match where you thought we could have gone and be competitive and potentially won. We all know we've got this kind of long trophy trophy drought hanging over us. So that to me is going to take a little bit of getting over, but it's done now. We can't affect it. You know, it's going to be next season before we enter cup competitions again. But I suppose the long-winded question is, what do you think? What was the main learning point then? What 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 did we learn from 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 that yesterday? 
it's got to be that the players aren't, aren't up to it. Surely some of them aren't. Um, or a mentality issue within the group as well. They've seen off two managers now, the majority of them, and just the manner of the performance, the, the body language of, of a few really stunned the, the new manager. First time he's seen that happen and he was taken aback by it. He really was. He was cut up in his press conference, Matt. I haven't seen him like that before. He was with us for, for a good 12, 12, 15 minutes, quite long for Emery. Um, I think one of the one of the lads asked him, did the players let you down? And Emery went on a bit of bit, bit of a rant. Um saying they didn't do what, what he asked against Wolves either. And again, they did the same today. They were they were poor for him. So it's a bit of a, a wake up call for the manager as well. And what we've learned from it. Yeah, the, I mean, the players have fouled the, the supporters again, as they did at the start of the season with the, with the woman that went on. I think the question mark, are the players up to it? Is the, is the, it comes out to that, that recruitment again. Is it all that it's been made up to be kind of thing? Is it, are, 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 are we that good enough? And we said that as well is, um, afterwards as well. So are we that good? Are, are, should we be pushing on for... Top 10 European football, or are we mid-table fodder? Not sure. We'll find out in the remaining... We've got 20 games left now, so we'll find out then. So the players who did step in yesterday from, you know, you wouldn't consider automatic starters. You know, we don't have to go through them one by one, but you're looking at the goalkeeper, who's obviously had question marks asked of him a, a few times. You've, you're looking at um, Bednarek, or should you imagine, will be going back anyway. You're looking at Dendonka, you're looking at Morgan Sanson, even Chambers, who seems to have gone off the ball a little bit. Um, I've probably missed missed a few, might, might have missed one or two there, but what do you see? You know, just rattle through, Mash, but what, what do you see the future holding for, for, for those kind of half a dozen players I've just named? They're just second, they're second rate, aren't they, really? They're, they're not going to stay in this, not going to be a first irregular at Villa, are they? Um, it's like you say, I mean, Ben Bednarek, he's, he couldn't get in the Southampton side. Wolves didn't want Dendonka. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's, just, it's all second-rate signings, really. And when, when they've had the chance, that they haven't taken it, really. Um, so, yeah, I think recruitment needs, needs to be taken a look at. Thankfully, I think Emery's going to do his own stuff regarding recruitment. Alex Moreno from Betis, the left-back. I expect him to come in this week. Definitely an Emery signing that one. And um, so hopefully the, the manager gets, gets a... a more, more of a say in this, as opposed to, I think Johan Lang's had a bigger say before with, with his, his data-driven recruitment model and, and, and this, that and the other. So hopefully Emery, Emery gets the chance to, to shape his squad how he see fits. And I'm sure he'll be back by the owners to do so. So what we've learned and yeah, the players aren't up to it, where, where Villa want to be and where, where Villa want to kick on. So yeah, second-rate recruitment. Um, a few people have mentioned... The recruitment since Jack Grealish left. There's, I mean, there was eight players that started yesterday um, that signed since Grealish left. So it shows you that they've been beating at home to Seaminage. Not good enough. I mean, I suppose he's staying the obvious as well, isn't he? But you don't you don't sign players to strengthen your bench, do you? So he's clearly no. we've said this before on the podcast that it's it's strengthening your first team, and then the knock on effect knock on effect to that is that the players who were in your first team become your substitutes, basically. Uh, so you make, you reckon there could be as many as three Ash dear this this month? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think there could be three in, and there'll be a few out as well. Um, yeah, no, 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 no yesterday. He's nowhere to be seen again. Nakamba, so I expect him to go as well. Gilbert, Sanson, like we mentioned, he, he could head out as well. 
Augustinson could go back now. He's picked up a bad injury, I'm told, as well, with the new left-back coming in. So, yeah, it could be a few ins and outs, three, three, four, as many as that, I think. And, yeah, these, these, these next couple of games really intrigue me, Matt, against Leeds and Southampton. They really do. Um, first, yeah, Villa expected to win. We're home to Leeds on Friday. And then way to Southampton, who've struggled at the bottom of the league, aren't they? So, th- th- these next two weeks will be will be telling. They're really well. What um what shape are the are the are the, the squad in a couple of injuries? McGinn's still a couple of weeks off. Um we've got what what did, did Emery say anything about cash or was he too too busy um, apologizing for the performance? That was my mistake. I, I asked him about the injuries. He said, I don't know, don't know. So uh, I think he weren't, weren't in the mood to to answer that one. But um Cash has picked up a groin injury, so it's a, it's a new injury for him. It's not a recurrence of his hamstring injury. Not sure on cash yet. Augustinson, I think it might be ankle ligament damage. He'll have a scan today. So there's the likelihood he could head back to Sevilla, cut short his loan spell, especially with Alex Moreno coming in now, left back as well. A penny for Luca Dean's thoughts, really. Luca Dean, big money signing last this time last year, wasn't it? In January. The fact Emery's come in and the first sign he's making is a is a left back. I'd love to see whether that kicks Luca Dean on or whether whether he does a Matt target and says, you know what, I'm going. Uh, we'll see with that one. But um, John McGinn, he'll be assessed ahead of Leeds this week. I'm not sure the severity of his hamstring injury. Is it grade one or grade two or whatnot? So we'll find out an update on them through this week. Diego Carlos is back in February, Matt. He's ahead of schedule. So he's back next month. I don't know what to make of Carlos. I mean, I've never done my Achilles. I was speaking to, to Gary Thompson yesterday. He said it could be a bad one, you know, doing your Achilles like that. It takes the pace out. Yeah. You, you do a lot with your Achilles, you're jumping, you're competing for balls with it. So I'm, I'm a bit wary of Diego Carlos coming straight back in, given given he snapped his Achilles. Nasty injury, that one. So he, like you say, Emery's confidence he'll be back next month. So that's a bit, bit of a boost for those defensive ranks. That's it, really. That's that's it. Yeah. Well, I'll be... I was When I walked, when I trudged away from Villa Park last night, I thought, Christ, I... I don't know whether I want to come back. You know, I don't want to come back to this 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 place in a rush. But now, now, now I've had a, a, an eve to sleep on it. I just hope that we can turn up on Friday and, and put in a good performance and, yeah. and get some of that, get some of that optimism back. Uh, before I let you go, Ash, just a bit of trivia that the the fellow who um fellow who sits down the road from me in the top of the top of the Trinity wandered over. I mean, this probably wandered over on about seventy five minutes when it was just petering out. You know, we thought it. You know. Just to entertain me, I think. He, he asked yeah. me, I don't know whether this was said on some TV commentary or something. He said, do you know why Villa are allowed to have triangular corner flags in the FA Cup? Do you know, do you know what that is? No, go on. Apparently, um, this is, I mean, Wikipedia here, mate, so you know I'd leave no stone unturned with my research. Um, the use of triangular corner flags in English football is a regular occurrence based upon traditional achievements. Tradition holds that only clubs that have won the FA Cup have the right to use triangular corner, flag, corner flags uh, rather than the square ones. So there you go, mate. So I'd threaten, I'd threaten to just take our triangular corner flag unless we win this bloody competition again. I think that should uh, should take our take our triangular corner flags off us. But um, that must have been what what the the defence were looking at, mate. I think during <laughs> the um, yeah during the last minute of the game, but. Uh, <laughs> All right, listen, I'll leave you going, peace. Um, we will catch up again. Um, I think we'll probably try and do something pre-leads. Um, me and Dan Rollinson will probably, hopefully we won't be drowning our sorrows like on, on Friday night. Hopefully we'll have something to, to, to celebrate on Friday night. So we're definitely back for a, a yeah. post-leads pod, podcast as well. But um, yeah, another another year, lads. 
um, this time next year. I've got a feeling our name's on the cup <laughs> next year, mate. I can feel it. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for everybody who's, who's put left, left notes in the comments. Um, yeah, until next time, up the villa. <laughs>